you're listening to episode 38 of the STEM Space. We're talking all things STEM and back to school. Learn some ideas for icebreakers, different challenges you can do as you get started in the new year of STEM. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Claire. I am really excited about using this new resource that you came up with about creating nameplates this school year to use with my students. Can you tell me more about it, though? Yeah. So as you know, it's back to school season. I cannot believe it's August. The summer has just flown by. But it's also kind of scary that it's August because it's back to school season, which means we are trying to get everything ready. And so I was trying to think of a different twist to your classic make a name tag nameplate for your students. In my program in Space Club, we would always have the kids wear name tags Mm -hmm. and on their name tag, we would put their spark. So something that they're Mm -hmm. interested in. And I turned that into an engineering challenge in the past where they would make up this like pop-up thing. So let's say they're really interested in astronomy and they would make like a pop-up telescope on this sheet of paper and then we would display it for the parents. So I'm always trying to think of ways as we do common icebreakers and get to know the kids to tie in that engineering challenge as that first STEM activity. So what I came up with is it takes the paper circuit, which we have in other lessons that we've done with students, and then it combines it with a nameplate or a name tag or however you have a way to identify your kids. So the thought is, whenever you want to say, anybody have a question or do you guys know the answer? Instead of the kids raising their hand, they will push a button on their name tag or their nameplate and a light will shine. So there could be like a red light for call on me or a blue light for I need help or whatever you guys, you know, the students and the teachers decide want the colors to represent. So that's my idea. And I'm curious if you're going to try it with your kids. Oh, I absolutely am. The most exciting part about that when I first saw you make this resource is I was like, that would really help when people have to go to the bathroom and they won't disrupt me because then they can just shine that yellow light and then I'll know. So I think that is brilliant because I don't want to just do an art project and get my kids to make their own nameplates, which I have 135 students and I'm not going to make those for them. I'd rather them make it. But now it's an actual engineering design challenge. So that's brilliant. I am so excited to use that. Yeah. And I was playing around with it. And one of the things I've learned with paper circuits, and this is a little tip here, you can use this really fun conductive tape from Brown Dog Gadgets that I think works a lot better than the stuff you can find in the store, like on Amazon. But if you don't have access to that, or you don't want to pay for it, because it's a little pricier, aluminum foil. That's all you need. That's what I used for my example that I was playing around with. So if you just have some aluminum foil, a coin cell battery, LED light, and then whatever art supplies you want, you can make this work. And I like the idea of the bathroom one. (laughs) I'm just wondering if the teacher, how we get the teacher's attention. So the students are just going to be hitting the button. (laughs) (laughs) waiting for the student or the teacher to notice. I'm pretty sure we'll know. I'd rather them be hitting the button than going, teacher, teacher, miss, miss. And like, you know, it's like, calm down. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And great tip on using the foil. I've also used paper clips before. It's still kind of challenging to do it that way. But with the regular copper tape, I've had so much trouble with kids like 
tearing it or if you don't put it down right and then it like rolls up in a ball and it gets all crazy and then you end up going through the whole roll before the whole class gets some. So that's yeah, great. that's a great tip. And if anyone listening has never done this type of activity, I posted about, we have a freebie actually for a paper circuit. Mm -hmm. And then we have another product on the Welcome Tower, which is a STEM space at home video, which is on our website. Anybody can watch it and we walk you through how to do a basic paper circuit. So that might be a good place to start is just to get a visual of what a paper circuit is and how to do it. And that's actually a good way to start this activity is just have them do a simple one on a piece of paper and then make it into a design challenge. So I'm excited to see what your students come up with, but what else do you have planned for those first weeks of school? Oh goodness. I am so excited about the first weeks of school are my favorite because this is where I really kind of set the tone for STEM for the rest of the year. We talk about doing some icebreakers and we can talk through some of those ideas today too, but I really want to focus on character building. So I really want my students to start looking outward. We've talked previously in other episodes about the wheelchair project that I did to try to get kids to think outside themselves and how they can help others. So I really want them to get in that mindset of what the purpose is of STEM it's to solve problems, but for other people. And so I have a couple of ideas of things that I'm going to do with some of my older kids when we start off. The first one is I'm going to try to spur their creative thinking and critical thinking skills. I'm going to give the students, I'm going to group them into pairs or maybe groups of three, depending on the class, and give them some things, 10 of something, 10 paper clips, 10 toothpicks, 10 something small that I have in my classroom, cotton balls. And I'm going to say, next time I see you, I want you to have already figured out a way that you can make somebody's day with these. You have to use all of them. Those are the only constraints. And see what they come back with. I mean, they may even use paper clips to make a smiley face and make a picture for their teacher or something like that. But I'm not going to give them any hints or any other constraints. I just want them to start thinking, how can I use what I have to make a difference in somebody else's life? So yeah, that's a really fun idea because I can, it's so open-ended, mm -hmm. which I know is going to stump the students, right? They're going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> make somebody's day. <laughs> and so that's, I guess that prompts then the discussion of what makes people happy. How can you make other people feel good? So I, I really love that. Yes. And the other thing I'm going to do, I actually got the idea off of another podcast that I listened to called No Dumb Questions. And what I'm going to do is have my students come in. I'm going to show them a $100 bill, a real $100 bill. And I'm going to say, this could be yours if you can beat me in a game of rock, paper, scissors. What? Okay. Okay. So here's, here's the, the trick though. I'm going to tell them, I am going to say rock, paper, scissors, shoot. On shoot, I'm going to show you what my choice is. I don't want you to ever do anything with your hands. I want it to only be in your head. So we're going to start everybody standing up. If you beat me in your head, you pick something. If what you picked beats me, you stay standing. If you lost, sit down. We're going to keep doing this until I lose. And then you get the $100 bill. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm expecting the same reaction that you just had for your students. So what, what problems do you think might come up when doing this? What do you think the students are going to do? They're going to be like, how do you know I'm not lying? 
Exactly. I okay. won't know. But so they, you just are trusting them to say that, that they're losing and sit mm-hmm. down. Yeah. But what you don't think until you get to the end is that they will never win because we're going to keep playing until there's nobody left. And I'm the only one standing. Like, even if they beat me, like, I'm going to say, okay, let's go again. Right. So nobody ever is going to win. But the trick is, is I'm trying to get them to think, are you an honest person? Nobody is keeping you accountable right now. Right. So where's your integrity? I want them to think about character and everything that you do, the things that are happening in your head, nobody knows about, but you do. So what does that matter? Right. Does it matter? Yeah. You're going to be working in groups. What makes a good teammate? Somebody who's honest and trustworthy who has others' best interest in mind. So I'm, I'm anxious to try this and see what happens. So I'll report back for sure. Yeah, because there's going to be some kid that's really going to fight you <laughs> on this mm-hmm. and you might run out of time. That's my concern for you is like the bell rings and there's still a kid standing and you're like, we're not done. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> we're done when I say we're done. <laughs> exactly. And it's also a lesson on authority and who's the teacher. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, so. that's, yeah, I really like that activity and that was just reminding me. So you had been creating these summer STEM activities, right? That have been going out in our newsletter all summer. And one of them that I really liked was design a hat to carry a cup of water. And I was trying to think how to turn that into like an icebreaker team game Oh man! where they have to like design a hat and then they have a relay race where they have like a cup of water and they have to like carry it to the end of the room. And then the next kid tests their design and goes back. I feel like you could have a lot of fun with this where it's taking the design challenge, but then it's like teamwork, icebreaker, kind of fun, messy. It's still hot in August. You take it outside. Oh, totally. Yes. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. That would okay, be really please fun. Do. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it the last class of the day so their parents won't get too upset if they're wet. (laughs) Maybe I'll do it with ice in the cup instead of just water. That would be less messy. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Water's (laughs) more fun, but it is. Yeah. Okay. So then in preparing for back to school, how is your classroom looking? Because I know every teacher right now is frantically decorating and searching Pinterest and trying to get the latest in decorations and themes and gadgets. So where are you at? Yes. And it is the stress is real on making your classroom ready. And the problem with my school in particular is that we had a flood at the end of the school year last year. We had a couple weeks left, but our whole school flooded. Fortunately, I'm in a portable. Never thought I'd say fortunately I'm in a portable, but (laughs) so my classroom was the only one that is totally fine. We probably won't have our building, like they had to gut everything. Everything was completely destroyed, which is really unfortunate for the teachers who lost all of their stuff, but they won't have everything ready for us to move into until at least three weeks into the school year. Unfortunately, that means that everybody's stuff that was salvageable is being stored in my classroom. So that's the struggle right now. One, I'm trying to set things up, but I'm having to move around lots of boxes and filing cabinets and other teachers' desks and things like that. So that's making me really nervous, but I am really excited about a few things that I am working on. First thing is I'm turning my STEM room into also a computer lab. So I've got all these tables lining the room and setting up computers so I can teach keyboarding. I know Brittany Washburn has a lot of really good technology resources. So I plan on getting some of those, especially during back to school sales and things like that. And then another thing that I'm going to try to do was actually your idea, Natasha. And I'm super excited. Ooh. I am, there's a partition, kind of a halfway partition that hangs down from the ceiling in the middle of my room. 
I'm going to attach a track, like a curtain track, all the way down that middle, and I'm hanging a green curtain that I found on Amazon. So there will be a giant green screen that I can roll across and divide the room in half. So we can do so many really fun projects with green screen. I feel like it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly, I'm so excited to see that happen because it gives you like multiple purposes, like you said, to partition, to have like two different activities going on and then lots of areas for, you know, doing those stop motion animation and different projects. So I'm really excited to see how that comes together. Yes. And another idea that I thought of while I was thinking about putting up this partition is we have our Robonaut challenge where students will build something with a partner, but where their partner can't see what they're building and you have to give them commands for them to be able to replicate what you built. So it's kind of an intro to coding where you have to be very specific and give, have a good sequence of how you give instructions. Well, this is like ramping it up a notch if you are behind a curtain and have to have something yeah. do something. So yeah. I was thinking of like building an actual robot, like turning a student into a robot by decking them out with like a helmet or other gear and having to tell the people on the other side of the curtain what you're doing and see if you can match your robots. Okay, and then you're gonna take it to the next level. <laughs> and one side of the room is mission control. The other side is on Mars and they're rovers. And so oh. they can't see each other like you can't see on Mars. And so you're just gonna hear the commands, but there is an eight minute delay. Oh <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> We'd get nothing done the whole class period. But that is brilliant. Oh, there's so many things that you can do with this curtain. I'm really excited. I love it. So what other icebreaker activities do you usually do at the beginning of the school year? Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of the good basics. And just to emphasize, get to know your students. So building those relationships. I mentioned the sparks and the name tag and other ways where you... So I have one that's called a sparks quiz where the students kind of figure out what they're interested in and communicate their experiences. And for younger students, we have this game that I've done called Move Forward. Mm -hmm. Have you played that game? Yes. And so the students will get in a line on one side of the room and then I'll say, move forward if you like cheese pizza, something simple, you know, and the kids that like pizza will run across the room to the other side. So you can kind of tailor that to your grade level and it works really well for the younger students. But the point is to say like, look, a lot of us have similar interests and it's kind of like a good way to, to start the year. The second one is with Robonaut, so communication and teamwork. And so some classics, tower challenges. I always start with the classic tower, newspaper tower, index card tower. There's so many variations, straw towers, whatever you have in your classroom build a tower. <laughs> and one tip there, I know we have several different newspaper challenges, building a tower, a chair. There's a lot of things that you can do. I did the newspaper tower challenge with my students at the beginning of the year last year. And I purposefully went to our newspaper, local newspaper, and asked them for a bunch of leftover newspapers and used those. And then we posed strategically after we had a winning design and took a picture and sent it back to the newspaper. And of course, they published it because we were advertising for them. So that's a good way to promote your school and your program is by using supplies that were donated by somewhere in the community. Yeah, we did that with Whataburger, which nobody knows what that is if you're not in the South, but like In-N-Out Burger, I don't know what, what other fast food restaurants. McDonald's. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can use like the fry boxes, the chicken tender boxes and build stuff. We did that with our Mars Colony competition. We got this huge donation, took a photo and then featured it. And then they gave us more back, like more donations oh. back. So that is a really great tip for teachers who just, I mean, you can never have enough recyclables. Exactly right. So yeah, definitely going to be collecting recyclables from the teachers at the beginning of the year, as well as like old technology. I would love some old working smartphones to use for virtual reality stuff. So make sure you're putting together in those newsletters that you send out to parents at the beginning of the year to ask for donations for stuff. And if they work for any companies that might be willing to donate too. Yeah, that's a great idea. And we actually have a resource, which is our STEM challenges cheat sheet, right? Yes. And so that might be a good starting place with what do I ask parents for? Well, those are the most commonly used materials, at least for our STEM lessons. Great point. Yeah, I'm excited about this year. There's so many ideas I have floating in my head that I'm sure we're going to talk about in future episodes. Well, good luck, I guess, getting your school back together. I hope everything goes smoothly. I know it's been really stressful, especially for the teachers that have been displaced, but it's almost here. I'm sure the kids are excited to be back in the classroom and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.